Hello everyone, RS Call here, and thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast. If you would like to follow me on social media, my Instagram name is author underscore RS Call underscore 16, and on Twitter at RS Call 743. If you would like to purchase any of my books, you are more than welcome to do so off of Amazon.com, where I do have paperback as well as ebook for all of my books. If you would like to DM me for any promos, please do so on either Instagram or Twitter. And I hope that you do enjoy the content coming from this podcast. I will be doing my Hurt to Heal seminars. This will be going on every week. And I will also be doing interviews with other authors and friends and the people that are in my life. So I hope that you enjoy the content. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to another podcast from Hurt to Heal. So I have some new things up and coming Um, Do not forget to follow me on the Wix platform. The code that you can access my specific space is 0K3SLK. So if you want to go ahead and link with me there, you may do so. Um, Had to take a small little break from doing some things. Um, As you guys heard in my podcast last night, I was just kind of going through a human experience and you know just getting myself together and getting some things in line for myself and for other people really to be honest with you so I do appreciate you all for understanding and accepting my transparency as I go through my human experience and we all grow through this thing called life so today is going to be a different topic and an interesting topic because I've partially spoke on it before and anyone that has my latest book How to Lose a Wife would kind of understand this particular podcast topic it will solely be dealing with narcissism dealing with people that have what they consider NPD and that is Narcissistic Personality Disorder so We're going to go ahead and highlight some key points and we're going to jump on into it. And I just before I get to that, I apologize. I have created Hurt to Heal merchandise. I'm very excited about that. I'm still working with the store. It was very hard to find exactly what I was looking for initially. And um, one of my podcast buddies, Dim Chakras, and if you are not following her, make sure you follow her. If you're not listening to her podcast, make sure you listen to her podcast. That is Dim Chakras. Um, She actually tuned me on to the place that she was utilizing. I went through so many places to try and get done what I wanted to get done to kind of get the vision that I was looking for to get done. And it just... I couldn't find it. it it wasn't happening and it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do so um when she hit me up and she said hey you know I now have merch you know for my stuff and I'm like wait where did you go and she was more than willing to share with me um you know the place that she utilized and I was really happy about that um because of course it's never a competition of course yes me and her both have a podcast you know me and her both we're talking about merchandise and things like that so I just appreciate the knowledge and the the wisdom that she provided me and being able to kick this off 
especially for the new year because it has been something that I've been looking to do for years and the places that I was going through before let's just say um they didn't have the integrity that I was looking for so I ended up not utilizing their uh platform and not utilizing their services so I do appreciate them chakras definitely shout out to her again if you are not following her please follow her on instagram you can also follow her on twitter and yes she does have a podcast as well and again her podcast is dem chakras so she is there <laughs> she's around and it is d-e-m-c-h-a-k-r-a-s dem chakras tell her i've sent you all righty so we're gonna go ahead and have a small break and we're going to jump right into this podcast. All right, folks. So we are back. So again, we're going to be dealing with people that have NPD or speaking about people that have NPD and how this relates to your healing process. If you have ever dealt with somebody that has NPD and again, NPD is narcissistic personality disorder. Um, this was very interesting when I heard dim chakras podcast because i listen to her i listen to other podcasters and stuff like that so um i'll be giving shout outs to them here soon because a lot of people are just getting real they're getting raw they're you know really living and walking in their truth and i am appreciative of it and i fucks with it but you know when she was speaking about her situation i'm not going to highlight that situation y'all just have to go listen to the podcast Again, that's Dim Chakras. <laughs> Just go listen to the podcast. She is on Apple. She is on Spotify. Um, a few other platforms as well. I listen to her from the Apple platform. Um, but she's there. So again, that is D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. Dim Chakras. So anyway, I have to give a shout out to Dim Chakras for actually doing a podcast on narcissism. Because... It has just been something that unfortunately is more common than not. And a lot of people do not even know that they are dealing with narcissists. A lot of people have no idea that they come across these people, whether it's friendships, family, relationships, even parents have narcissistic traits. And it's just an honest thing. And when I was listening to her I had to reach out to her and she'll tell you like I text her like listen we need to talk we need to have a conversation um because it's just so many things are so relatable and it was just bananas it really was and just to hear her be so open and so honest about her human experience going through you know a, a narcissistic situation was just it made me smile and I don't mean made me smile because she had to endure that pain it made me smile because this is like sis we haven't known each other for a very long time we did a podcast together but you know the vibration that we had like it was an instantaneous click and it Definitely, it was the universe putting each other, you know, putting me and her in each other's path. 
because when I tell you the it was like instantaneous, it was boom, instantaneous type of, you know, sisterhood, like automatically. It's like we were kindred spirits <laughs> before we even became to this physical plane. Like we knew each other in the spirit realm or knew each other in a past life. I don't know what it is, but me and she, we clicked really hard. And we are going to be within each other's physical vibrational space this year. Whether I go there, she come here, or we do both, God damn it, it's going to happen. We both have said this. Anyway, on to the podcast. So, dealing with somebody that has NPD, or dealing with a person that is just narcissistic, period. They call it NPD, but some people are just assholes. Let's be honest. But of course, people with narcissistic personality disorder are characterized, of course, by the personality traits that they have. They are persistent <laughs> in grandiosity, like their excessive need for admiration and like their personal disdain for another person's feelings, you know, and they have a lack of empathy for other people, a lack of empathy for the things that someone else goes through and I'm not saying people that don't have empathy are narcissistic that's not what I'm saying what I am saying is these specific people they are specific straight traits <laughs> and I can't even not laugh there are specific traits of these individuals and I'm gonna go ahead and give you a brief overview of my narcissistic situation since she has now any of you that has my book how to lose a wife again you already know that I I was married to a narcissist and here's the really funny part about it now when I decided to leave I cut ties literally I cut ties and to be honest he probably listens to my podcast I don't care so because of everything that was going on I made it up in my mind that it, of course it was not the place that I wanted to be in order for me to really get my shit together I had to completely be out of his space as to why number one I hated the school system on the west coast um number two I've always wanted to live on the east coast ever since I was a child and number three what better opportunity to do these things or to have a quote-unquote excuse to do these things than to get away from this narcissist even though we were not together, he his narcissistic ways still plagued my life on a daily basis. So I had to completely move across the country. I cut ties entirely and wanted to go on with living my life. Now, he recently attempted to get a hold of me because he doesn't have my phone number. Not only did I switch my phone numbers, I completely switched carriers, okay? He doesn't even know the phone carrier that I have. The phone carrier that I have is not even on the West Coast. How about that? When I tell you my change-up was so smooth, my change-up was smooth. So, you know, he had no access to me. Anyone that is on my Instagram page knows that my Instagram is it's public, and I'm, it's going to remain public. I'm not going to make it a private page. He decides to reach out to me and he it was in my request and every now and then I go through my request and as soon as I seen the name I laughed like I didn't get upset I didn't get mad I just laughed I didn't even click on his message you guys I didn't want him to even have the satisfaction of knowing that I even seen his 
bullshit. The words that were laid out on the page, because of course Instagram will show you a, a mini preview. And then of course, I guess he sent pictures, but I never clicked on the picture to see exactly what it was. Um, I just blocked them. It's just like, you're not even going to have the satisfaction in knowing that I even came across your bullshit. It was just like, there was no point for me. I just blocked him and blocked anybody that was associated to him. I don't care who you are. So, here yesterday, I just so happened to check my email. And anyone that knows me knows I don't have a Facebook. His first contact attempt failed. In my opinion, this is the second contact attempt. There was a Facebook attempting to be created with my email address. Now, I used to have a Facebook, but that Facebook was never connected to this specific email. I never had a Facebook or any social media connected to this specific email. Well, Black Planet, but that, that really just dated me. <laughs> That's the last social media account that was connected to that email was Black Planet. So think about that. But anyway, um, I got a notification and I sent it to my significant other and I was just like, really? <laughs> you know, like, what the hell? And I told him, I said, there's never been an email account, you know, or this particular email that was associated to Facebook. So he was like, wait, really? <laughs> and he was like, well, who knows that email? And I was like, of course, you know who. Um, around here, we don't even say his name. But <laughs> it was like funny. And I just wasn't even in the mood. I was not in the mood. So I contacted Facebook and it was just like, listen, it wasn't me. I've never had this particular email associated to Facebook. Um, I had wrote them an email and said, hey, I used to have a Facebook with this particular email. However, I have deleted the account, not deactivated. I deleted the account, period. So there's no traces of that account, you don't understand, on that platform. And so and I, I told them, I said, you know, if any of these email addresses, and I laid it out, you know, is try to, you know, create an account or anything like that, I said, it's fraud and I request that you require ID. So I went back to try to access whatever it was that he tried to do or his friends or whatever tried to do, um, and it did. It asked, you know, it says that you need to verify your ID in order to continue. So it wouldn't even allow the, the setup of the account to be completed um, because of the fact it, it required ID at this point. So I was really happy about that because Facebook, they were on it. You know, they, they acted really quickly um, with that as soon as I let them know that it wasn't me and it was, you know, someone else attempted to do so. So for me, that was reassuring. And then I did also ask them to, you know, provide me with the device model, IP address and location um, of it because of the fact I gave them a brief overview of what I had going on. Um, so their security team had said they would get back to me. So I'm just waiting on that. So, of course, like I said, that was appreciative because Facebook actually acted really quickly. And I mean, within the matter of 15 minutes, it was like shut down. So they they did some due diligence for me on that. And I appreciate it. But anyway, dealing with this individual um, who, I mean, he just, he never gave a shit. It was always about him. Anytime there was like a 
argument or whatever he never took accountability it was never his fault you know everything fell on me and then when everything fell on me it was like oh well you're not thinking about me and what about me and me 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 and I'm just like what the hell like come on now and it's just like a lot of traits of narcissistic people like number one for me frequent lies and exaggeration like why do you have to lie so much the funny part about this is he had a best friend and he lied to her about me so much and she was just thinking like oh my god you know why are you going through this and this is that and the other so of course his thing was to make women feel sorry for him so that he could manipulate them to do whatever he wanted them to do because in their mind it was or in a woman's mind a lot of times it's oh this person has been through this it's like your nurturing side immediately starts to come out he did that to me when it came to his ex-wife until me and she had a very vast and grand conversation and I got clarity on a lot of shit that he said which was bullshit so you know he did he lied all the fucking time and it's just like for what reason what are you lying for why you don't even make sense like you are exaggerating your situation you making shit worse than what it is he tried to portray to have mommy issues and he tried to portray you know what i'm saying to be never treated right and cheated on and this is that and the other and blah 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 and it was all bullshit it was all a ploy to reel me in to make me feel sorry for him to be like okay well i'm not that way so you know this this is this and i'm not i'm not that way so it's just like you know i'm a genuine person i may be quiet i may stick to myself or whatever but when you know people are hurt or when people are fucked over you know that, that pulls on my heartstrings and stuff like that so i kind of you know make sure that they're cool that they have an understanding that that's just not the person that i am so i genuinely show them you know a, a real person i show them a loyal person because that is me so i'm gonna give you me now i still had a lot of guards up i still had there was just so many red flags you know there were guards and barriers that just could not be crossed and he noticed that and he was just like oh well why don't you this and why don't you that how come you don't tell me this how come you don't tell me that how come this is that and the other and a lot of it was just because i don't want to and it was true i didn't want to and it was because my inner me <laughs> was telling me not to and i am so happy that it did and of course a, a number two thing that flags me that narcissists do they rarely admit flaws and are aggressive when criticized when i tell you he felt like he was the perfect person on this earth he did no wrong no wrong he would not oh my god oh, oh goodness he did no freaking wrong y'all he was perfect in every aspect of the word and whenever somebody came at him even me was like oh well you did this this and this or you said this is this or this isn't right this isn't right this isn't right oh he would get mad he would get pissed off it got to the point where he had trouble holding a job because he was so aggressive and confrontational with his bosses because they were criticizing what he was doing it took me a little bit to realize that once he got on job number two um i was just like wait it's not them it's you <laughs> come job number three dude it's not them it's you, <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's just now you're hopping from place to place to place but it's not them it's you 
And then he tried to justify all of his bullshit, justify all of his actions. And then, of course, you know, false image projection. People that were on the outside that were looking at our relationship were like, oh, they're, so, they're such a wonderful couple. They're couple goals and blah, 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 blah. But nobody knew the hell that I was going through with him behind closed doors. So it's just like, yeah, there was a, a major false image. And it was it struck a lot of people to know that I left and, you know, filed for divorce. Because they were like, we didn't know anything. No, you didn't know. You you thought that things were okay. You thought that things were, you know, going well. And they were 100% the opposite. So he had people. Th- and it was funny because even when we did, you know, sign the divorce papers and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, you know, we're going to live apart or whatever. When I ended up moving, which was not until 2018, when I ended up moving across the country, you know, he was telling people that we were still together Keep in mind, we were divorced. We had been through that road. He was still telling people that, oh, I had moved to find a place and he was going to continue working until the time came for him to transfer his job. Negro, what? Telling people, oh, yeah, we were going to move back in together. No, sir. No, sir. I moved to get away from you, not to deal with you. No, not at all. So he <laughs> he tried to make it seem like we were just still in a decent place. And I told him, and when people came at me, I was like, no, we're divorced. We're not even together. The hell? We ain't been together. It's been, you know what I'm saying? It's been a while. And it shocked people to know that because that's not the image that he was portraying. And of course, you know, another thing that narcissists do, rule breaking and boundary violation. You know, when I set boundaries, you know, I don't want you in my face or I don't want this or I don't want that. He would just take it upon himself to do whatever the hell he wanted to do. And I'm just like, listen, you tripping. You know, he would like come to my job and, oh, I brought you this, I brought you that. Why are you here? I already have lunch. I already have money. You know what I'm saying? You just want to show up, hey, I'm outside. For fucking what? This is my job. This is my place of work. Why are you here? And even when I started to work from home, you know, he had an issue with that and attempted to become belligerent when I was working from home, knowing that I needed a quiet space. He would just go and like blast music and stuff like that because he was attempting to, you know, possibly get me fired or get me reprimanded, you know, from my job. Because at that point he knew if I was fired or reprimanded or whatever, it would be hard for me to kind of build up money and, you know, make my exit. But unfortunately for him, it, it happened anyway. And of course, you know, another thing that narcissists do is emotional invalidation and coercion. Like, I had a situation years ago, and I felt away. You know, it was something that that made me feel away. And I, I was, you know, visibly upset about the situation that was going on. I was sad. And the crazy part about it was he told me well stuff like that happens every day it's no need for you to be sad you just just you got to get over it you know you don't even act like this towards our relationship you don't have this uh this much emotion when it, when it comes to me and you or when me and you are not on good terms so why would you feel this way now initially the news that i had gotten was really bad news somebody that i cared for was in a really bad accident and was fighting for their life in the hospital and 
he was like, you need to get over it. What are you crying for? You didn't say when you, when somebody you love may or may not make it, you know what I'm saying? Like all of that reality kind of comes down and you're just like, man, you know, I, I have to, you know, make sure I, I do this or that. Even went so far as to taking the keys to my vehicle so that I could not leave. Created a whole dramatic scene, created a whole dramatic front of everything to the point where I called the police and he was put in jail. So, <laughs> now y'all get that. But it was just because it wasn't about him. Because it did not validate him. He had the issue. Another thing is, of course, manipulation. Using others or, you know, somebody that was close to me to try to get his point across. It was one point where he was upset. I really didn't give a shit. I wasn't paying attention. I was like, I don't really care what you do. Um, and he tried to bribe my god sister, pay her money, buy her stuff to come and side with him to tell me that I was wrong, to try and get me to change my mind. And I'm just like, dude, really? You're tripping. And... I just, I couldn't fathom half of the shit that he did, y'all. And it's like, looking back on it, there is so much. And there's so much more to this story. But just looking back on it, it was it was a lot. It was so much. And a lot of times when you're in a narcissistic situation, you don't really notice it. You don't realize it until you can get away from it. And that's where it was. I had to get away from everything to kind of sit back and look and even when I wasn't there even when I left he was still attempting to be narcissistic and manipulative towards me because he's like oh well you hurt my feelings you know I you know I think that we should still be friends or maybe you know we're not married anymore but maybe you can just be my girlfriend and I'm just like I don't want you in any type of capacity at all and it's just like he attempted to try and, and play on whatever. I don't know because at that time I didn't have emotions. So it was just like I don't give a shit how you feel, what you want or anything else. Like I don't care. And he attempted to utilize his own mother who, like I said, he portrayed to have all these mommy issues who she supposedly did him this way and did him that way. I talked to his siblings and every single thing that he said they were able to trump and be like, nope, that's not true because this, this, and this happened. Nope, that's not true because this, this, and this happened. And I'm like, oh my God, you have to be freaking kidding me. I was just like, wow, freaking wow. Like, so it's like, all you did is lie. Like, you are made up of a bed of lies. You guys have to be weary. Be careful about who you are really giving your energy to. Man, watch for those signs. If I was then who I am now, me and he would have never come about. Ever. Like, let's be honest here. I didn't even want to marry him. I married him to shut him up. And I know that sounds real jacked up. I'm not going to lie. I'm living in my truth and I'm being honest. I was ready to leave. I was ready to go. I was literally in between a rock and a hard place because he had me financially strapped, 
because of the simple fact I had to make sure that bills were paid. I had to make sure that we had a place to stay. I had to make sure that my car note was paid. I had to make sure, you know what I'm saying, my kids had food. So my mindset was I still have to do this regardless because of my kids. You know, he wanted to half contribute. Oh, well, I'll pay the rent this month and, and this is that and the other. But it's like, okay, what about all the other bills? Like I was strapped to the point where I was paying his car insurance, his phone bill, bought his phones, paying his phone bill, um, paying for his, you know, health insurance, his, his medical, his dental, his vision, his life, like everything I was paying for. And he was like, oh, I'm just going to pay this. And like I said, I was financially strapped and I was stuck between a rock and a hard place because I was just like, I can't go anywhere because I can't save the money to do it. So, and then he got to the point where he was like, oh, well, you know, you should probably give me et cetera amount of money out of each one of your checks. No, I'm not giving you anything. I'm not doing nothing. And it was just, it became such a hassle and you know, I was manifesting within myself. And this, like I said, was before I became who I am now. You know, I said, and I, I spoke it to the universe. If it is for me to be rid of this situation, to completely not have to deal with the things that I am dealing with right now, give me a way. I want you to give me a way to get out of this situation. I'm tired of it. I'm over it. We are not together. We're done. I just want to be able to live my life. One sign, and, and then also for me to get out of where I was, I was living in Vegas at the time. You know. And one sign for me was the Las Vegas massacre. I was already thinking of moving, but I was just on the fence and uncomfortable because I have children. You know, I'm uprooting my children from what they know, from where they've been all their life you know I lived in Vegas for 14 years so um, the only child of mine that was not born in Vegas is my oldest he was born in California but you know when he was one we moved to Vegas so um, I said give me a sign if it is for me to go give me a sign one sign was the Las Vegas massacre I was like whoa we don't need to be here. This is just not a place for me anymore. Um, I just, I don't care for this at all. The way the city was going, I just wasn't caring for it. Two, the school system. The school system consistently pissed me off. And it sucks. And if you live in Vegas, I don't apologize. The school system sucks. And if you live there and you got kids in that school, you know the school system sucks. So there's no point to be offended. Number three... Um, my supervisor at the time was saying, hey, we have this job. We have this, you know, opening. You need to apply for it. You're good. There, you don't need to be doing the position you're doing. You need to be in leadership. And I was so hesitant. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And I ended up applying and ended up get, being selected for, you know, an advanced interview for the position. I was extremely happy about that. So I went ahead and did it. I knew immediately before I was supposed to know, I knew I had gotten the job. With that new job came new money. So he never knew how much money I made. Thank goodness. He used to get upset because I would not tell him, 
you know, like how much money I made or he didn't have access to my account and stuff like that. Like he wanted to financially control everything, financially control me, financially control the situation, everything. So I was just like, yeah, mm, no, I'm not going to do that. So, um, like I said, with that new job came new money. And with that new money gave me the opportunity to save. So I kept saying, if it's for me to go, make it easy. Give me signs and make it easy for me to go. And where my job's headquarters were, um, you know, they paid a little bit more as well. And the opportunity was, it was there for me to go where my job's headquarters were. And I said, okay, cool. If it is for me to go, make it easy. Not only did I get that first initial raise from the promotion, I ended up getting an additional raise, which was a color raise, a cost of living raise, um, that, you know, secured a little more for my bag. <laughs> and I was doing, you know, a really good job with the things that I was doing and the money that I was making was awesome. So all in total, I probably got like almost a $8 raise from what I was making. So... I was like, sweet. I just so happened to be looking for places in the area. I had talked to a few people that lived in the area and kind of asked them, you know, what were some good places. And it just so happened that I found an apartment complex. I found the apartment complex and I said, you know, again, hey, if it's for me, make it easy. I contacted them. I reached out to them. Um, I asked them, you know, if they had any units available. They told me yes. Now, the cost of living was a lot cheaper where I was going than where I was. So it, it was hundreds of dollars cheaper, basically, from where I, where I was. So it would have really compensated and I would have, you know, really had that money to go ahead and save and, and be cool. So I reached out. Um, they told me to apply. I applied um, for the apartment. And she got back to me within 20 minutes and was like, you're approved. You don't even have a deposit. Your credit came back A1. We just need a holding deposit. I was like, oh, I got that. <laughs> cool. And it was like $175 to hold the apartment. Um, and I, I paid it. I paid it like immediately. I, I filled out whatever I needed to fill out and I paid the holding deposit. Now. Because I was dealing with a narcissist, I kept this on the hush. I'm going to be honest. I'm just, I'm being transparent. I knew everything. And I'm like, cool, I'm able to do this. So then I'm looking at my budget because I'm like, I got to get a truck, you know, to move all of this stuff, everything. And my job, I reached out to them to see if I could get any type of assistance with moving. They ended up paying for my moving truck, y'all. My job paid for it. They were like, cool, we got you. You need to move. You need to, you know, get to where you need to get to. They paid for my moving truck. My moving truck was almost $1,000. They paid for it because it was a one-way across-country moving truck. So it was expensive, and especially the amount of space that I needed. I'm moving out of, you know, a house. <laughs> you know, I'm moving out of a three-bedroom house to a three-bedroom apartment. Um, there was a lot of stuff I, you know, was getting rid of anyway. So I, I really didn't lose anything in the move. And like, I'm packing up. I hate packing y'all. I hate freaking packing. I hate moving, but I'm just like, okay, 
I got all this stuff, all these signs are here, I'm going to go ahead and go. But then I'm like, well, maybe I should look at places that's here in Vegas. Maybe I should, you know, just kind of uh, like, you know, I, I, but I really was gung-ho on moving. But then I started to have those second thoughts. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead and, and, and get it done. And I was like, I just, I'm going to have to come back and forth because of my mom. Because at the time, you know, my mom was sick. I was helping, you know, with her medical stuff and getting with her doctors, getting with her specialist and stuff like that. So I was like, I know I'm going to have to be back and forth, you know, because of my mom. So I have to just, you know, make sure I have myself set up and secured. But again, because the cost of living, cost of living would have been way lower, it would have given me the means to be able to also go back and forth. Of course, after I got established um, from, you know, the move and still having to buy gas for this truck and stuff like that. So the day that I packed up the truck just before I was ready to leave, um, I got the phone call from my from the hospital that my mom had passed away. And at that point, there was absolutely nothing that tied me or that held me there at all. There was no reason for me to even come back there at all. And it sucks that that was a part of that, but there was just no reason for me to come back. I had no reason to. My children were with me. You know, there, there was no reason for me to, to venture back there. And it was hard, but I made it through. I left. And, um, yeah, and he still made the situation about him. He never even cared or really acknowledged how I felt, you know, that my mom had passed away, that I had to drive across states, you know, with this in the back of my mind, trying to move in. His thing was, oh, well, are you going to come back here because I want to take you out for Valentine's Day or I want to have dinner with you for Valentine's Day? No, I have to get my mother's funeral arrangements together. I have to make sure, you know, that all of her things are taken care of. You know, my mother's life insurance policy didn't pay out. They paid out $124 because she hadn't had the policy for two years. She had switched from another company and she had only had it for a year and a half. She was just shy of her two years and they were, would not honor the full policy. So in hindsight, I had to come up with the money for, you know, of course, them having to pick my mother up, you know, having to pick up her body, having to preserve her body and having to do everything. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead. She wants to be cremated. Of course, I had to come up with the money from that. Granted, yes, my mother's um, side of the family, they did band together to help. and Everybody did put in what they could um, to make sure that she was taken care of, to make sure that she was cremated. But I also had to pay for her death certificate. I also had to pay for her being shipped to me. I also had to pay for, you know what I'm saying, her, you know, body being housed. So it was crazy. And it was so much that I had to pay for, you know, with my mom's expenses. He didn't give a shit. It was me, 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 me. Are you going to do this for me? Are you going to do this for me? Or what about me? And what about this? And what about that? And oh, well, I, I thought you were going to do this. And I thought you were going to do that. And I thought you were going to be back and forth. No, I was going to be back and forth for my mother, not you. And furthermore, I was going to be back and forth to California, not Vegas. So it was always me, 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 me. So even though I was going through a, a literal tragedy of losing my mother, he gave zero fucks and it was about him. And that was just so crazy to me. 
and just looking back at it it was just like wow you are like the epitome of a narcissist if they needed a fucking example in the dictionary they should have his picture he was extremely manipulative and he was a narcissist now on to the funny story about his best friend or ex-best friend now um you know he was lying to her telling her these things about me and this is that and the other and blah 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 and even tried to have us in this whole sister wife type situation and the funny part about it is me and she clicked on a friendship level you know we had a lot of the same interests and stuff like that so we clicked on a friendship level and it was just like it was really cool and he hated that he hated the fact that we got along so well he hated the fact that we clicked on a friendship level the way we did because I would talk to her more than I would talk to him and he was really pissed off about that so he did everything that he could to break us apart to the point where he started to lie to the point where he you know um like just you know saying oh well she doesn't she doesn't want to be your friend anymore and you know even went so far as to the point of telling her that I hated her and you know she's who broke up our marriage and I'm like wait a minute our marriage was already over like what are you talking about <laughs> so I'm like wait a minute what is he talking about our marriage is already over and he just put all these things in her head you know so that we wouldn't contact each other and he was lying to me about her and stuff like that and so I'm like what the freak so he just tried so hard to push her out of the picture um and it just so happened that you know I confronted him about something that was said and um she i guess he was saying or thinking that she said it and it wasn't and it wasn't her and so she had you know ended up hitting me up on instagram and she's like you know hey did i do anything wrong you know what what did i do and i'm like wait what are you talking about like you i'm not talking about you and so um i ended up kind of explaining to her the situation and, and stuff like that and then me and she like you know she was trying to play devil's advocate she was you know saying oh no this is what this was and she was like really trying to be a medium um for the situation and then she was like wait she was like i just gotta stay out of this she was like i can't do it um she said this is too much she's like i've never seen this side of him so i started telling her i was like oh no honey you have the best is yet to come understand this the best is yet to come and i told her i said he's manipulative he's a liar he's a narcissist and she was like well that's not him and i said listen just trust me on this <laughs> you gonna have to and i was like you know what I can't tell her these things this is something that she's gonna have to see for herself she's just gonna have to you know go through it on her own so um it just so happened that who he really was start coming out more and more and more and more and so you know she reached back out to me and like we ended up exchanging phone numbers or whatever and we ended up talking and things like that and so everything that I was telling her and everything that she was like, literally, I was not talking shit. I was being honest. I told her about my experience and he was trying to tell her something different, but I had receipts. I had the text messages. I had emails. I had all of this shit that I had still saved and I sent it to her. I said, he's lying. He's full of shit. Look at this. And I, and I literally was flooding her with information. And she was just like, oh my God, what the fuck? All he does is lie. He's just built up on lies. And I said, I told you that. That he tried to manipulate how she felt. Manipulate this and manipulate that and blah, 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 blah. And then so she kind of hip to it. And she was like, nah, I ain't, I ain't fucking with this no more. So she ended up moving. She ended up moving away from him. <laughs> so it was just like, you know, and the, and the more me and she talked, the more she had an understanding of why I left. 
and he didn't know that I was moving until a week before. I knew that I was moving a month before I was moving. I knew a month ahead of time. I knew that my job already had this shit in the bag. I knew how to, I had already got the apartment. I already put down my holding fee and everything. I already knew, but I told him a week before. I said, I'm leaving in a week. <laughs> and he was like, wait, what do you mean? Why so soon? There's nothing that you could say. There's nothing that you could do at this point. You know, the money was already there. So even if he decided not to help out with something or not to pay something, I didn't give a shit because I was leaving. So he couldn't do the whole little manipulative shit of the financial manipulation of not paying something so that it fell on me because I didn't want it to get cut off because of the kids. Oh, well, if they get cut off, that's on you. I didn't care. January the 24th, 2018, I hopped in the truck and I left. So if anything happened after that, that ain't my problem. If that shit got cut off, that ain't my problem. You didn't pay it. Oh, well, what you want me to do about it? I was leaving. I already had my shit set up. My lights, everything. All <laughs> done <laughs> when I when I was moving. I did all that shit. You know, had my internet services, my phone services, <laughs> everything. I called and had everything done. So I really, I didn't care if it got cut off. Oh, well. And because I had bereavement time for my job, I was able to already take off um, and do the things I need to do. So I can, you know, make that drive, do that travel. I utilize like my off days and I utilize PTO and stuff like that. I was just like, boom, I'm, you know, I was good. So I, I made sure I had everything I need to have. So, um, hey, it's just, you have to be aware and really watch out for narcissists because they will do any and everything they can to keep you in their trap. They will do any and everything that they can to keep you in their loop. Narcissists do not care. Narcissists do not have empathetic feelings. Narcissists only care about themselves. They have a it's me, it's about me type mentality. It's me, it's about me type attitude. And when you have those type of people, you have to just really utilize discernment and figure out who it is that you are dealing with. And like I said, I am very grateful and I thank Dim Chakras for actually speaking on that and highlighting that in her podcast because it gave me, you know, a way to get this out through laughter with me going through, you know, a sad time. Like I said, still dealing with my mom's death. Yesterday was her birthday and my grandmother's birthday in just a few days to come. January 24th will be the anniversary of her death, her two year anniversary of her no longer being in this physical plane with me. But it just really brought back so many things that I can now look back and laugh about dealing with the narcissist, living with the narcissist, being married to a freaking narcissist who narcissistically manipulated me to marry them. So it's like, I, I'm telling you, dip chakras, I have to just give a shout out to you, girl. I appreciate you. I like you and I love you, queen. I cannot wait to be in your vibrational space because this has just been enlightening for me and today I am laughing because I really went through this crazy ass situation with this this person and it's just the way things are and I could be vindictive I could be you know I, I could be evil and literally literally make their life a living fucking hell but I am so at peace with myself I am so at peace with my decision to cut them out of my life that I don't even care. Whatever the universe has to them, I wish it to them. I, like I told you guys, I'm not wishing anybody their best. I'm wishing you what you deserve. 
whatever energy you have placed out to the universe, whatever you get back is what you get back. I cannot save you from your karmatic repercussions. I cannot save you from your karmatic debt. So I'm not going to speak it into the universe for you to have the best when that's not what you deserve. I'm not going to speak it out into the universe for you to have a wonderful and peaceful whatever when that's not what you deserve because you have a karmatic debt to pay. You have to love people enough to not interfere with karma. You have to let people go to the point where you don't interfere with karma. You have to understand removing yourself from the presence of another person you have to just shift that out of your mind and shift that to another physical plane mental plane wherever you want to shift it to because they have a karmatic debt and you have to sit back and allow them to go through it because there's nothing that you can do for it you can't save everybody especially not narcissists they have a huge karmatic debt to pay so I wish them whatever they deserve and that's it I, I can't <laughs> speak it to the universe for them to have the best yeah, whatever you deserve whatever energy you have placed out into the universe is what you're going to get back do I hope the universe is kind on you only if you were kind to the universe and I know people may be like oh that's wrong no that's my method that's me I am so at peace with myself I'm not worried about it when I seen the whole little Facebook login thing or little Facebook account creation type thing, I could have easily, easily contacted this person. But for what? Why? Why don't, I don't feel the need to. They don't even have my phone number, first of all, so I definitely wasn't going to do that shit. But I could have, like, unblocked them on Instagram and, you know, kind of contacted them. But for what? Why? Why? I have them blocked from emailing me, but I can email them. But... I cannot sit here and tell anybody that I wish you well when you've done nothing but fuck shit. I cannot sit here and tell anybody I wish you the best when you've done nothing but fuck shit. I wish you whatever you deserve. Whatever energy you have provided the universe, may the universe provide it back to you. And that's how I'm going to operate. So, I'm not going to dwell on this any longer. I've had a really good laugh today. I thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. You have a wonderful rest of your evening. Or day, actually. It's daytime. Look, I'm still laughing. I just... <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Dem chakras, hit me up, girl. <laughs> hey, you guys. R.S. Cole here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope that you did enjoy the content that was before you. Remember, if you do have any questions, please never hesitate to reach out to me via DM, either on Twitter or Instagram. Or you can also hit the send a message link if you're listening from the Anchor platform. Any question that you do ask me, I will definitely do my best to make sure that I get the answer and answer that question for you on whatever platform you would like me to do so. If you do have any type of content or topics that you would like to talk about, please make sure that you let me know and I'll get that in there for you. Again, I appreciate you so much for listening to my podcast. Peace and blessings. I like you and I love you. Ashe.